Hey everybody, I'm Beth Davis, and welcome to Teachable Tuesday. Every single week on Tuesdays, we are encountering God's heart in His Word and applying it to our lives. What could be better? So grab a Bible, grab a friend, grab your kids, grab your spouse, grab somebody. We're all about sharing the good news, and this morning I have some good news for you. So let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we breathe you in. You're already here with each and every one of us, living on the inside of us. We don't have to go far to find you, God. You're right here, seeking us out. This morning, I know you're seeking us out with your word in our time together. I pray that every single person watching would hear your voice, Lord, would feel your pursuit, God. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So last week, um, I had this uh, funny thing happen in the Eucharistic Adoration Chapel. I had stopped by, have a little prayer time, visit our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. And as I was trying to calm and quiet my heart and just be present to Jesus, because he's present to us uh, there in the chapel, I found myself kind of distracted. Has this ever happened to you? I was sitting and trying to pray and, you know, be holy and focused. And I found that I was very distracted by this old pop song kind of running on a loop in my head. And I was really annoyed by it. I, I haven't listened to that song in, I don't know, eight years. Uh, it hadn't come up recently. I was so confused and I kept trying to give it to the Lord, right? I kept trying to, um, put it aside as a distraction. And I'll be totally frank with you. I was sitting in the chapel hearing Adam Levine's voice sing in my head. My heart's a stereo. It beats for you, so listen close. Have you heard that song? It's also by Gym Class Heroes. <laughs> it's a great song. And I really do love that song. Like I went through a time where it was pretty much the only song I listened to. Again, eight years ago, right? When it, when it first came out. I also should have looked up how long ago it came out, but it's been a while, right? And so I found myself singing this song on repeat in my head. And initially I just tried to dismiss it as a distraction. Then I tried to get holy about it and offer it to the Lord, right? We're always trying to, to do these funny things, but finally I just paid attention to it. And as I heard it play in, in my head, I listened to the words, my heart's a stereo, it beats for you, so listen close. And immediately, instead of pushing against it, I moved toward it and I recognized the voice of God. I understood in my soul that the Lord was saying, listen to my heart beating for you. It beats for you, so listen close. And friends, suddenly, the song was gone. Once I understood what he was saying, once, once I got that little inside joke, right? Once I understood the heart of the song, I was able to release it in peace 
I didn't have to work so hard to put it aside as a distraction, but instead I understood it as the voice of God. Now, last week we talked a bit about our history with God. And if you caught that Teachable Tuesday, if you didn't, you can find it on our YouTube, you can find it anywhere. But I wanna kind of build and uh, expand on that. I think sometimes when we consider our history with God, we think it has to be specifically religious moments. And that's true, but God cares about all of us. Did you know that you matter to God? Every moment of every day of your life, every aspect of your personality, everything that's ever happened to you, uh, everything that you've ever done, God has seen it all. He doesn't miss a thing. And so when we talk about having a history with God, I'm not only talking about moments in the chapel, I'm not only talking about the sacraments or scripture, I'm talking about your whole life as the possibility of hearing God's voice and seeing his hand. Did you know that relationship with God is meant to be alive? It's meant to touch every part of your life. And so of course, God knows the pop song that you loved eight years ago. Of course, God knows the movies that connect with you or the, the art that lights you up. He knows what images uh, really draw your attention. He knows um, those inside jokes and, and what makes you laugh. He loves everything about you. You matter to God, which means your whole life is open uh, to God speaking to you through. Does that make sense? Your whole life is a way for God to communicate his love to you. He knows your heart. He knows what lights you up. It all matters to him because you matter to him. And friend, he remembers everything better than we do. I didn't remember how much I loved that Adam Levine gym class heroes mashup, but the Lord reminded me and he used it. He, uh, baptized it, right? He made it his voice, not just a pop song that came across the top 40 chart and went out the window. No, now, now this is the voice of God to me. Now I remember that God speaks to me even through a song on the radio, right? And sometimes we need those reminders that God's language is not only in the word, that his voice is not only audible, but that we hear him in our hearts, that we hear him through our senses, what we see, what we smell. All of these things can hearken to connection with God. All of these things can hearken to our history with God if we learn a new language, the language of prayer. I want to share with you one really cool thing uh, from the Old Testament. I've been reading First um, Samuel, and just this morning I was in First Samuel chapter 21. Now you might be familiar with this story because they recently portrayed it on this season of The Chosen. <laughs> David uh, comes; he, he's running for his life from Saul, who is the king, but he's been uh, Saul has lost favor with God. And David has been anointed as the coming king. But Saul's threatened, he's jealous, and so he's chased David away, and David's in hiding. He's starving, Saul is coming after him, so he goes to the priest and he says, hey, do you have any bread? 
can you, can you feed me? Can you feed these men who are hiding with me? And what happens? There, there are some beautiful Eucharistic um, overtures here. There's a lot happening, but I want to draw your attention to 1 Samuel chapter 21, verse 8. These are dire circumstances. Uh, David is running for his life. Now, he's been anointed king, but that was years ago, and he's not king, and his life is in danger. He's an outlaw. He's in hiding. He's starving. He has no defenses. And so he says to the priest, is there no spear or sword here with you? I did not bring my sword or my weapons with me because the king's business required haste. The priest said, the sword of Goliath, the Philistine, whom you killed in the valley of Elah is here, wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If you will take that, take it, for there's none here except that one. David said, there's none like it. Give it to me. I can almost feel David smiling. I can feel the peace, the promise washing over him. Isn't that a coincidence that when his life literally hangs in the balance, he has no defense, that God has made sure that the sword that was already used to slay an undefeatable giant would be there to, to be his... Uh, salvation once again. That sword is the language of God. What is God saying to David by that sword being right there for him to rescue him again? Well, he's saying, David, the battle is already won. The battle is already won. You already did it. And here's the proof. Here's the, the sword of the giant that no man in Israel could slay. And yet you were a boy. And with just five smooth stones and a, a you, you went up against him with your slingshot and you were able to take out this warrior. He's saying the battle's already won. I'm giving you the victory already. I'm reminding you that the victory is already yours. He's saying, I've done it. I've already done this, right? I am with you and the victory is assured. You've already done this. We did this together. You can do it again. Let's do it again. Isn't that incredible that a single sword being in the right place at the right time would communicate so much to David in his hour of need. This is the power of history with God. This is the power of the voice of God in our lives, connecting to his voice throughout our whole life, throughout our whole story. Another way to, to think about um, these signs, coincidences, as we sometimes call them, winks from God, right? Another way to think about them, a Catholic way to think about it, is a signal grace, right? We have these signal graces that become like a shorthand in our language with God, in our story with God. So much so that when you see a certain flower, you can immediately know that's God speaking to me. That's God reassuring me. It connects back to all these moments of faithfulness to God's voice in the past. It's not like breadcrumbs. It's not like a puzzle that you have to piece together. It's very simply the voice and the presence of God. And with that comes the promise of God that you're not alone, that he sees you, that he's with you, that he has your whole story in mind. Isn't it beautiful to develop this language, this shorthand, with God. And again, it could be 
anything. It could be a song on the radio. And the Lord knows what these songs mean to you, and he wants to be a part of that. He wants your heart to uh, blossom, to bloom when you hear that song because he's a part of it now with you. It could be a physical place, right? A place of encounter with him, a place where you had a beautiful healing experience. That's a signal grace for you. Go back to that place. It might be a memory and you can go back in prayer and remember that with the Lord. Invite God in again and hear his voice afresh. It might be a scripture. It might be that you go to mass and you're feeling discouraged or disconnected and then suddenly here's the communion antiphon and you're in tears. That, that verse means so much to you. That's not a coincidence, friend. That's not something you have to figure out. That's the voice of God because he sees you, because you matter, because your whole story is infused with the life and presence of God. He wants to use everything to reach your heart. So let me ask you, what's your sword? What's your sword? You'll have many of them. Sometimes as you get into it, you might even be overwhelmed by how much all of these different things mean to you. How creative God is with what matters to you and where you've been and scriptures and images and songs. I, I want to open you up to the reality that God is always speaking to you, always wanting to encourage you, always pursuing you, even in these signs and symbols, what we'll now call signal graces. So what's your sword? For me this week, it was a gym class hero song. <laughs> it was the chorus sung by one of my favorite voices, Adam Levine. Maybe you've heard me talk about oranges and how I spent a Lent with the Lord teaching me his faithfulness through oranges. And now when I see an orange, immediately I translate orange with God's faithfulness, God's provision. I'm not trying to figure it out. I'm not trying to understand what it means. It's become a shorthand that an orange for me is the faithfulness of God, the presence and the promise of God. And I want that for you too. I want a sword, a Goliath sword for you that when it shows up, when you see it, you immediately know the Lord is with me. The battle is already won. I can do it again. And I believe God wants to give you that signal grace right now. He wants to remind you of something in your history right now that can become a secret, a language between your two hearts. So let's pray. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to reveal that signal grace or to deepen it right now. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you that you're already bringing to mind memories and pictures and smells and sounds, song lyrics, in all peace and gentleness. Would you flood into our minds and memories, into our souls, Lord? Bring to mind that sword, that signal grace for a moment right now. We've come with concerns and intentions. So God, in your kindness, would you show us something in our history, our story with you? 
reveal our own hearts to us, Lord, and, and give fresh hope for this present circumstance. Give us faith to recognize your voice in our lives because you're always speaking to us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I would love to hear from you. If a signal grace came to mind, uh, drop it in the comments. Uh, shoot it over to us. I want to hear about your sword, and I want you to start giving God the credit. God bless you, friends. We'll see you next week. Bye now.